This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. Big human topic today, big one. And I think it's going to make a lot of newbies who are considering getting into property take a long, hard look at themselves and think about possibly whether it's the idea of property or the reality of property uh that's uh that's gonna make this possible for them so what we mean by that is property is super easy to love the idea of but in reality it's well, it's a bit of a challenge and so not everyone's cut out for it and I just think being honest with yourself when you start looking into it as a way forward as an investment track as a uh, I don't know a business or a way of life you've got to be really really honest about whether or not as a human you can handle it would mm-hmm. you agree yes but i don't think I, I do agree with that but i think there's there i think it's bigger than that though because how do you know whether it's right for you or not how do you know something is right for you if you've never done it yeah so isn't there, there's an argument that maybe it's worth dipping your toes in the water mm. and seeing if you like it and if you figure out then after being on a training event or whatever it might be, having a mentor for six months, 12 months, whatever it might be, then it's going to give you a better idea because I agree you need to have the right mindset. Not everybody is necessarily cut out for it, but anybody can do it if they've got the right tools in place and the right people around them. So, because it, well, not everyone can do it. Let me see. Not everyone is going to invest in property. A lot of people will. Some people just don't give a shit about it. But those that are interested in it and have the gumption to actually start doing something like going to a three day training event or starting to read books or starting to socialize and network with other people, then if they've already started doing that, then that indicates that, yes, they've got an interest in property, may not have a clue what it will look like in reality. But should they not be given the opportunity to work it out for themselves as to whether it's right or not i agree hopefully without um losing lots of money in the process yes exactly hence having the mentor or the trainer or something in place to to help them with that because yeah. no one is going to know after attending a three-day event whether they're going to be a property investor or not i, I don't think know we... i don't know i think they do i actually do think that i think well i did mm. i was, wasn't intending to be a property investor and i went to a three-day course i was like okay i'm gonna do that now and uh, I stuck now look at you (laughs) I know but I I I think you've got to um I I see a lot of people who who get a certain to a certain point and then just stop so I think these are the people that realize that property is not actually for them they start and they go right they've bought three four maybe five properties and it was to be honest some even at one they just go I bought one you know it it works it's had this up and this down you know I even met someone who started yeah, um, he did a course with us back in 2015, and he done one property and it ended up being a money pit, and uh, it put his, knocked his confidence for four or five years. 
he's trying to get back into it. And I just think he's, he actually came on one of our events and we were chatting with him about his confidence and moving forward and saying, well, you didn't have anyone holding your hand when you needed it. You didn't reach out for help when you needed it. Well, not, not to us, but to, to anyone at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what, what's holding him back? And, I, and he undenied about doing some more kind of ongoing coaching. And he, he, I don't think he could bring himself to, to do it. Mm. Yes. even though he wanted to he kind of he, he had that had experience and I think some people have that negative experience of property and go actually I don't because at, the, 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 at their core fundamentally they've done it and it didn't work mm. so even though like at a high level mentally they might know that property can work they deep down believe that their, their subconscious is telling them no property doesn't work therefore don't do it again mm. yeah, it's protecting itself Mm. yeah so you get those who've sort of come at it with like a bad experience know that theoretically it can work and so try to dip their toe back in because the idea of it is is still so appealing but the reality from their experience actually then blocks them that's kind of hardwired them to think that it can't work for them so it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy then you get those who you must see this all the time. I certainly do when I'm teaching. It's like people who come in and they've got this glorified idea of property. It's almost sort of all bells and whistles. It's homes under the hammer. It's grand designs. It's location, location, location. And like, you know, they've got this whole thing about it just being this sort of fun thing to do, but they haven't considered the industry element of it or the business side of it or the the commitment side of it to get you know investments off of the ground and and then you get the ones who come along because they don't know one way or the other to a training session I mean and they kind of you know maybe someone's brought them along (laughs) kicking and screaming and they either get bitten by the bug and can kind of see it or they're like oh no it's a triage for them they're like oh no definitely not for me and I think I fell into that camp Matt I think you did as well no I would imagine you were in that camp as well like you where you just kind of went along and you just you were curious not because I even knew what property investing looked like but I went on a three-day training and realized there was so much more to this than I could ever imagine that it was a bona fide industry in itself and that if you're going to do it you need to learn how to do it properly and I still don't think I knew at the time the level of of um growth that I was going to have to go through as a human being to do it but I also still kind of understood that it was bigger than me than my current state of mind and 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 skill set you know so and I think if you don't have that if you don't embrace that that personal development growth that you're going to go on as part of that investment adventure then you you might struggle or stop don't you think well for for me i I, when i went on the three-day training i literally went on there to get a mentor to get further training because a friend of mine had already been doing it with a different company so i so i went there with the intention of i did the only reason i went on the three day was that you would get a deal to do the the full full on training Uh um so I, i had already gone in there signed up ready to go Right. Oh, God, so you were completely different. So, Matt, you and I were both both like, oh, well, this is something we could do. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this could work. Like, saw a seminar and was just like, 
oh, okay. Like, I think I get the mechanics of it. And then you go in and you're going to get a bit more detail. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to, this is a thing. And I had I had no idea where it was going to go or what it was going to entail or what was needed. But I just knew that I needed to do something. And it seemed like the most logical thing for me to do. But you bought into more the, did you, do you feel at that stage, you kind of had a, an inkling of the reality and not the idea of it anymore? Like that was enough to kind of, you didn't know exactly how, all the ins and outs of what it would take to kind of build a business around it but you certainly had an understanding that it's not a fairy tale that it's graft and you know you had to learn and all of that stuff yeah I realized there was a lot an awful lot to learn with it but I think it was the the, the lifestyle that it could create and the freedom yeah. that I could have and you know not having the boss and having a more stable future that was my basis of looking for something different yeah and I, I again I think that's what naturally attracts people like us to property where Still if I'm looking look, for it well yeah I mean it it's a, it's a, it's takes a it, while it's an ongoing adventure yeah a roller coaster <laughs> yeah, it, is a, it is a roller coaster and uh it is, it's not easy but then when you get those properties which work really really well you're just like yes this is why we do it exactly but also like I I use my sort of school friends and sort of more my older friends you know from years back as a measuring stick I don't think I could see any of them really liking property that much does Do, that matter no no not at all I'm just what I'm trying to say is if I use that as a sample of data mm. you sort of say you know who property is right for in property I tend to I, I feel like you meet the, a similar caliber of person of, of of varying flavors and it's the person who's got a fire in their belly to 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 have something more do something more but with a little bit of gumption to think differently if does that make sense they've got an appetite for it whereas like if I look at sort of my high school friends or university friends they're 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 very they, they, they're happy to stay in 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 their their world model which is well, you, 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 you met them in in the creation of that world model yeah and you chose to take a different path and yeah uh, and if you'd gone to a different type of education you would have met more well as you have you met more different type of people yeah and, and uh yeah let's think about my friends as well you know a lot of them have got career careers uh, proper careers like <laughs> doctors vets yeah architects accountants architects yeah they mm -hmm. so, um um it, well to be fair the architect um is is sick of it because there are ceilings with the level of income in certain jobs right. and you hit that uh yeah you're kind of mid-30s 40s and you go okay right what do i do i'm either going to become a partner at a firm and then i've worked my work my ass off to then get a high income and profit share but then have to take the responsibility of the business um or they like actually no just screw this i'm just going to use my skills elsewhere and do property and i think the, the architects unless they're very much set in their way which has to be fair a lot of architects are um you know you still need that entrepreneurial streak so i think we, uh, yeah and th th those other friends of mine that would um that would be bored to tears by the the conversations that that i have and you know we talk about the kids and we start talking about work and talk about property for you know five minutes and then we have to we probably move on to someone else um but give it 10 years and they're suddenly like bored 
they're like, okay, I've got as far as I can. I've got some savings now. I've got my house. The kids have left school. Um, left home as well. Yeah, I, I, I think when when we get to the kind of our late mid to late forties, I reckon I'm going to have some of my friends turn around and say, "Well, what is this thing you've been doing for the last twenty years?" Well, mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I must admit that I, I I see you guys who have um, retained, if you like, your university friends and maybe some school friends to a certain extent. I have not. Mm. They have, and especially even more so since I became self-employed or became a property investor. Um, they have literally all fallen off the face of the earth. Mm. Um, so any of the friend circles I have now is all related to business and uh, property investment and personal development, if you like. Um, it wasn't, I didn't just disown them or stop speaking to them. It kind of just fizzled out. They had. They, they became. They didn't seem to be in, in any way interested in what I was doing, or um, maybe I was boring them to tears when I was speaking to them about property and what I was doing. I don't know, but um, I think yeah, they've all kind of disappeared. You know what? Right. Actually, I was at a wedding on the weekend, and I you know I go to events like that. I don't really like saying what I do. Yeah. I have the same same dilemma. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Because uh, and yeah, I struggle to try and phrase it. How how do I describe what I do? Because if, <laughs> if you say if you say you're a landlord, then people are gonna think, oh fucking hell, a hundred percent. But then if you say you're a property investor, a property developer, people think, oh he's minted. Or some most people will ask, um, so who is it you work for? Yeah, <laughs> uh, like um, me. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. and it's really funny. Matt, at your wedding, it was like. It was so nice just to be able to be around, you know, like-minded people because you could just say what you did and people, even if they were on the periphery, like your friends and family who weren't necessarily in property, they kind of got it because they knew you. Yeah. So it was yeah. like in the main. So it was it was just so like, oh, refreshing. But generally speaking, I'm with you. At, at social events that are outside of our industry, I'm like, oh, please don't ask. <laughs> but that kind of contradicts the conversation we had in the previous podcast where we said we should be talking about it yeah I, exactly yeah. but that and that it, it's true you, you're absolutely well, like right there's, there's, there, there's the feeling about going to an event like that and going i don't i really <laughs> want to start these conversations um but then actually you do it anyway because you've got you've got no other answer uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, let me think about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I generally start by saying, "Well, I have I have four different hats. My life is very difficult. Yeah, no, not difficult. My life is quite complex to the outside world looking in. It's yeah. quite well structured in my head. But uh, I develop, I train, I coach, I podcast, manage, and I play piano. Yeah, yeah. And base people go, oh, that's really interesting." And I was actually sat next to someone who um, manages commercial property for a big private landlord. It's, own, it's like a pilot worth individual. So it may have been well thought through by the wedding organisers. <laughs> but uh, as soon as we got into that, you know, he was very intrigued. And you, you find these people, I think you have to, you forget that, you, I think the assumption is that most people are, aren't interested or they're going to have a preconceived idea about you. You know, some people don't. And there are the, there are the normal people that you're going to find, and you have to kiss a few frogs um, whilst you're networking, not not networking, but whilst you're in a social environment to find mm. those. Yeah, you might have a ten minute conversation with someone, which naturally fizzles out, and then you go and speak to someone else, and then actually you find yourself chatting to them for two hours because 
um, actually you do have something in common that's happened to me at first and now second birthday parties um, you know, and, and the like so yeah talking to people is I think is important to, to continue to do but it doesn't stop that fear of oh, do I have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd much yeah. prefer to go to a although I don't like going to property events and, and mingling and talking about it because everyone's talking about the same stuff yeah. or that you know, <laughs> although they come in looking for money I'm just like but there's I, no pleasing you is there no <laughs> actually you know what? I think that's that's, the, that, that's what it is yeah the idea of property um to some people is just far too much yeah. no um, but that's the problem because I think it isn't for most what don't you find like when you go to an event that one of the reasons I don't like saying what I do is because people are so interested in it and then you're talking shop for the whole fucking night and I'm like you know what I mean like and they're like oh I'm doing a lock conversion on my house at the moment so like and you're like oh cool and and you know and and they say well how much do you think it should cost yeah and and, and you say like well where are you and like what is it then you say like I don't know 50 grand and they say oh yeah it's like oh we've uh yeah how much you paying it's like uh uh a hundred it's like okay so you're in the middle of london uh no it's like okay okay yeah and then you just look like a judgmental asshole and then like and and then you've got oh the one that annoys me is it's like oh okay so um oh i hear birmingham's hot right now or oh i was looking everywhere's hot right now what are you talking about but this is the thing and then you you don't want to get into the because you know when people dangle those carrots in front of you and you're like oh do i do i get into this I always think, you always go back to the oh uh, you know it depends you know it, every place is hot but it, there are moving parts to it all the time it depends what your strategy is depends why you're doing it depends how much cash you got access to yeah, it depends what what return you want depends what type of tenants you want and all of a sudden they're just like what Mm. I just yeah, it's quite and so you like bamboozling them with like uncertainty that's really good I, that's a good approach like because I find it hard if it's someone I really care about and they're like about to do something really stupid in property yeah yeah that's right very true. and you're like and you know like I had this the other day like I went for a dinner with a friend and he was saying to me he's a I, I might have mentioned this on the, a couple of episodes ago he's about to buy a property for his mother-in-law that she's going to rent off of him and I was like oh you know there's mortgage uh restrictions around that like you might not get financed because you know fca and he was like what i was like yeah no that that'll that'll be a problem and then was looking to buy a service accommodation unit um on the east coast and had seen two properties one was devastatingly more expensive than the other one and he was breaking it down cost per square meter when he and he was looking at it from a capital perspective when actually he should have been assessing it from a like a demand perspective and an income perspective and I was like and I'm trying my best not to be that kind of you know know it all wanker who's just in property but at the same time I I'm, can see he is just about to throw 300 grand down the swanee and I'm like why don't you just come and learn how to do it and he's like and this was his response Joe um, I bought a couple of properties in my life now and it's never seen me wrong and I'm like but darling those were domestic purchases like you chances are you're going to get that right if you just buy a house and live in it for a wee while it's going to go up in value you know like cool given where he lives as well like in the south um but you know like this is a different babe this is different although there's also a bit of um I hate to say like male pride oh yeah 
Yeah, what can you teach me, lady? Yeah. What annoys me, um, well, one of the many things that annoys me, <laughs> I had a friend actually come to me for advice when they were looking to buy their family home. And uh, they were moving from abroad to the UK and wanted to know, should they go for a help to buy scheme? Should they buy a new build? Should they do this? Should they buy off plan, <laughs> etc.? So I give them the normal spiel um, of what I would do. And then they went and did the complete opposite. <laughs> so it's just like... Yeah, because they, cause, cause they'll turn around and say, oh, it's all right for you. It's all right for you. That's yeah. what you would do. But this yeah. is just right for us. And again, give it five years, give it 10 years, and they'll be like... And, and do you know what? Sometimes they get lucky, as you say. You live in it for a while. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it, they it, get lucky. Yeah. But, but it's just they like... Learn. They never learn. No. Yeah. It's just like, well, why, why, why ask for my opinion if you don't want to listen to it? <laughs> you know? But th that was it. So I said to my mate, this is exactly it, right? I said to him, hey, like, you know, I teach this stuff. I was like, why don't you just come along and do like a, just a one, 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 you know, three-day workshop. Just, just three days out your life. And he was so adamant that he had other priorities. And I, and I was like, so you think having this one meeting on a Sunday is more important than learning how not to blow 300 grand? It, it, it was a complete misunderstanding of like the, the how much there is to this, you know, when it comes to kind of getting a, getting a good investment or knowing how to appraise one. So there was that element of it. But then there's the whole kind of, oh, but you'll be around, won't you, if I if I need you? I'm like, <laughs> yes. Do you want to make oh, when I fuck up? Can you come I and pick up, up the pieces? Aha. Uh -huh. Do you know what I was thinking about? Where were we, Niall, when you you and I were doing something sociable? It was recently, and you were kind of having to constantly check your phone because your sister was considering buying an auction property. Oh, well, we were, we were at Pride. We were at Pride, right? So you and I, doing our rainbow thing, living our best Pride life, but you are still having to kind of come away. And re I mean, for me, I'm sitting there thinking, holy fuck, you know, like auctions are no small thing, and your sister's about to buy a resi with and what is, I wanted to jump in I'm like has she done her due diligence and she looked at the legal pack like what's going on like and, and you're just kind of like well <laughs> you, it puts us in such a difficult position it really does I don't think that ever went ahead because I haven't heard good. anything about it since good but it's that kind of thing isn't it and it's like I think there's an assumption that property is for everybody from the from the person who doesn't know any different because it seems so accessible because it's on the TV and because people live in a house or they've done improvement works to their homes. They think they know. Right. There's there's that inherent arrogance or naivety, maybe. But um, when it actually comes to it, it's not for everybody. I don't think. Well, that's a tumbleweed moment. Well done, Joe. Real killed that conversation. Do you think? Am I well, right? that, that, but that is the, uh, the the question that we're asking today: is is the idea of property enough? <laughs> what and, do you think? Uh, I, I think the idea of property is not enough. No. Um, no, I, I think people need to understand what comes with uh, what comes with owning a property, and obviously we're talking about it from an investment perspective. So what what's, what comes with it? Yeah, we, we haven't even talked about tenants. We, we said the word demand uh, you know, once you said that, Joe, but we haven't even talked about tenants. Um, I think people forget about that as well, um, that, that once they've done it, they're going to have to, you know, they've got a few other people that they're now res partly responsible for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and the more that you do, the more people you are technically kind of responsible for through compliance, licensing, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. 
you know, and the government are trying to put people off. Which I, I kind of, I really do respect because I think this kind of YouTube culture of like any, you know. I, don't, don't you be disparaging YouTube. It's a very good YouTube channel. So yeah, if you want to just do a little pitch about yeah, your YouTube platform. channel, like yeah. get, it, get it in there. But you would appreciate as well, like you can't phone YouTube when that bespoke query that's unique to your investment creeps. Yeah, no, they can phone me and I'll send them an invoice. There you go, right? So that you need yeah. the human, you need the human element of it. And well, they can phone, phone, phone Niall and I'll send them an invoice. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Delegate. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. <laughs> but I, I just think... Um, that for some reason, we, we we as an industry, we have the hardest job on our hands when it comes to being taken seriously, partly because of public perception, you know, the whole landlord thing, um, but partly because it just looks and feels like it's something anyone can do. And mm-hmm. it's most certainly not. Um, if I think about the skills and the um, the 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 emotional um uh, intelligence that I think you have to have as an investor to 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 you know manage so many different skill sets as well as your own mindset it really isn't for everybody and nor should it be so yes Matt you have a question <laughs> Matt just raised uh, his hand <laughs> well it just, it just occurred to me you know people go and people people go and choose a career they, they choose where they want to spend their lives where they want to work and a lot of people do that through going to university Mm. um and they choose they they choose a course because someone said going to university is is a really good idea and Mm -hmm. because of it you're going to have more employment prospects at the end of it Mm. going to university for three years which is your standard um length of degree will cost you twenty seven thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds and that's the that's the nine thousand two hundred fifty pounds a year yeah that's three years of university. And at the end of that, what have you got? You've got probably a student debt, which, um, which is over £30,000. And you probably go in at a, you know, a starter's job, graduate scheme. And yes, some, some um, university degrees will take you along a really great path to wealth and, and uh, you know, great businesses. And I'm talking you know, accountants, lawyers, doctors, if you go the right route through those professions. But the majority... We just end up working in average paid jobs. Mm. So in reality, um, yeah, you're kind of working for someone else, making someone else wealthy, making the shareholders of their company wealthy. Um, um, whereas obviously I wouldn't change my background to where I've got to, but you know, why, why can't we give, you know, why can't we give people at the age of 18 education about how to invest yeah so as well as i give them i mean give them an option to learn to learn about it you know why don't why isn't this stuff taught in university more um because even though that there are courses about it but they generally are still geared towards getting a job working for someone else Mm. how can you combine combine entrepreneurship uh business studies property investing all into one degree i mean i'll be very happy to charge thirty thousand pounds to teach someone for three years yeah just do that and then for them to go be very successful and then start owning properties by the age of 20, yeah, 19 20 21 yeah mm. 
they get a lot more out of it than going to university most people it, it, well, 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 maybe. But maybe. Is I, I don't think enough. Is the idea of property enough? Yeah. Had I been and done a degree in property instead of doing a degree in horticulture, would I have ended up any different at that age with the mindset I had at that point? Probably not. I wouldn't not. have gone into property investing at eighteen. No, I, I wasn't right. thinking about that. I was thinking about finishing university and going on a gap year to Australia and New Zealand for to enjoy myself. I wasn't thinking about investing in property. Very true. They don't have to do it at 18. They could do it at the age of 30 if they wanted to. But I think it's that formal track, isn't it? But yeah. also there's something to be said of control. And I'm not trying to sound conspiracy theorist here, but if social mobility was made so readily available to the younger minds from such a young age, then, you know, society would, there's a risk that things would slow down in terms of like the, the more average necessary roles that that keep society ticking over right that's a very good point actually because I, I was walking past a building site earlier today there's one well right beside where i live so it's very difficult not to walk past it um but i had i had the same thought I was like well who would do the building and the plumbing and yeah. the carpentry and the mechanics and everything else that's required to keep yeah. the keep society moving yeah. um if everybody were investing and financially free and not thinking about that yeah absolutely it's, 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 it's hard and it's hard enough to find trades people <laughs> as it is but this is what i mean like I, I don't think property is for everybody because i think you get to a certain stage in life and i think it goes back to what matt was saying is like you try and test the the, the kind of default way of living the way that's mm. the prescribed way of living the the job model and then for some reason, either through your own performance review or you're hating it or, you know, you, you're, you're having thoughts about going, looking at alternatives in life. So you seek out the alternative and it's those who seek out the alternative because they cannot sustain that life that mm. I think are, are suited for something like investment of whatever kind, right? But the alternative, more the more self-employed entrepreneurial space. Those who are more conventional, and who actually suit because there's nothing wrong with it suit mm -hmm. that more prescribed model in the main unless they're seeking something else i don't think it's right for them generally speaking no Although, i think I, you know yeah. like, i i just think that's what i see if you're so entrenched in your your world of of kind of I guess mm, I was gonna say stability no for me it's not really stability but I guess convention I suppose and you're you're suddenly forced into this world of like uncertainty and yeah self-starterism it's very difficult yeah yeah well I think that's done the balance. <laughs> Nailed it! Means that that's it. We have answered that question. And uh, I hope everyone listening has, has uh, joined us and is still with us till the bitter end. So uh, let's wrap sweet it up, guys. To the what? The sweet end. I thought the we absolutely. The bittersweet that. end. <laughs> that's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me, too. Jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more 
on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.